Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio Nation, welcome to page one. Of course, if it's Friday night, everything is all right because you are here with us. I am LeVar, and of course, I am joined as always by my wonderful friend Mary. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm good on this good Friday. Uh, you know, that's the, right. The it is good Friday. Yes, it is. And, you know, the thing about today is that a lot of people, because, of course, in my civilian life, I don't just work here. I have a regular nine to five. And people ask, do you work on Good Friday? And they're always shocked when I tell them, yes, I do work on Good Friday. They're actually, I mean, it's not a federal holiday. So there were a lot of places that were open. I think only something a dozen states uh, observe Good Friday where city and county offices are closed. Um, but a lot of places open on Good Friday. Businesses are open. Public transportation runs as normal. But this is Good Friday, Easter weekend, where for a lot of you, you will see nice warmer weather this weekend. So um, I think this will be year number two in which we really won't have the traditional Easter uh, of being all together at our places of worship if you do worship or where there or not you and the family get together for uh, dinner. Some of you will, some of you will not. Uh, but I think we're starting to get used to it in a way in which we know now how to celebrate it. And hopefully next year we'll be at a place where things are kind of back to normal. But, um, but yeah, it's good Friday. So did it feel like it? <laughs> no, it doesn't, does it? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I say good Good Friday to you or. I'm okay with Good Good Friday. Happy Good Good Friday. Friday. And of course you have. It's a Merry Good Friday. It's a Merry Good Friday, and then of course um, things in my mind. I'm thinking, are there any songs with uh, Friday in it? Well, besides that, the Friday song that came out a couple years ago. Uh, I was gonna say which uh, there is. Do you really want to talk about that song? No, no. And then, of course, you have King Friday from uh, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> have King Friday. Uh, I don't know what other Friday things. But, uh, yeah. But no, that, that pretty much was, uh, it, this was kind of like a normal Friday for those of us that work today, um, especially if you are in the public sector. But, yeah, Sunday. Uh, will be Easter, a day of reflection for a lot of you. Um, but no, hopefully you will enjoy this holiday weekend. Now, are you a big uh, 
Peeps fan? Peeps? Gosh, no. I am fully against Peeps. <laughs> like, Peeps can die. <laughs> if well, Peeps never came back... <laughs> if Peeps never came back for... <laughs> For the next season, I I wouldn't I wouldn't notice. It was if no, I'm I'm no against peeps. Not my peeps. I'm, peeps in general. <laughs> I, you know, I remember growing up where you know we bought a package of peeps every year, and it never really was eaten. They were grow stale. They were getting hard, and we'd throw them out, and. I think there's something that uh, there's 5.5 million peeps made, and I think they talked about how they were made. And I know Pepsi teamed up with Peeps to create a limited edition soda. I don't know who passed that. <laughs> That's actually out there. So well, I just I'm I'm just shocked at it, like. Really? Yes, yeah, so there's really? there's a Peeps. Yeah, and there is also a Peeps flavored beer. Uh, New Jersey uh, Brewery launched the Sweet Easter Concoction. <laughs> if that is your thing, uh, but yeah, and also there is uh, Green Giant and Peeps. Uh, we're talking about partnering to introduce a limited edition cauliflower flavored. Marshmallow. Ugh. Uh, yeah. But as yeah. for the beer, Bricks City Brewing in Little Ferry is celebrating Easter with a Get Heat, a New England-style triple IPA brewed with wheat and triple hop before being conditioned with marshmallow cream inspired by Peeps. It has 30% more marshmallow cream than its Get Puffed IPA. And that's so that is correct. It's not the only marshmallow flavored beer that Brick City makes. So yeah, I don't. I have marshmallow flavored beer. So I'm still not. I'm not. I'm not buying it. By the way, by the way, the cauliflower, the cauliflower flavored marshmallow that was an April Fool's gag there, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> from Giant. But uh, you know what? I think I thought about that yesterday. Was April Fool's. I don't think people, especially in the last few years, I think people have taken heed on trying to do some type of foolery. You really didn't see a lot of April Fool's jokes out there compared to stuff from years past because people now are a little bit more protective and unamused (laughs) by some jokes. And... Uh, I know uh, there was a long list of things not to joke about, which is correct. People said don't – because what was the number one thing people used to always joke about? Like, hey, I'm pregnant, or hey, I'm engaged. And then you'd be like, oh, really? And then you turn around, and they'd be like, no. And for a lot of people, especially those who have lost a child or for those who you know had trouble conceiving, they get really mad about that. And there's actually, there was actually leading up to yesterday, a lot of things online, like, please don't joke about this stuff because this is serious stuff that people go through. 
Um, and I guess, have you seen really a lot more April Fool's jokes the last couple of years? I don't think I've seen that many people out there putting out, you know, April Fool's gags. I, I, I mean, I know that I didn't, and I actually forgot it was April Fool's Day. Um, one of the coffee shops that I, I frequent um, in the morning before I had my first cup of coffee thought it would be funny to tell me that they were out of breakfast burritos. And since they don't put them out for display, I couldn't, you know, as one of those, and I'd like a breakfast burrito, like, we're out. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Like, you do know what day is. I'm like, Thursday? <laughs> I mean, that's how far it was. You know, I was like, uh, I don't know. What is, they're like, what's the date? And I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. I don't even care. Just tell me what I'm paying. Like, I was already over it. There was no, like, I, granted, I was also not caffeinated, so that might be part of it. But I was already over it. I, I'm, I, I will say a lot of people were buzzing around where I was at with the, I don't see a lot of April Fool's jokes anymore. And we really don't. I, I think those have kind of died a little bit because of the last couple of years, how serious the last couple of years have been. Well, I know one group that got into trouble for that. Uh, Volkswagen, the German automaker, claimed on Monday that it was changing its name in the U.S. to Volkswagen, V-O-L-T-S-W-A-G-E-N, in a nod toward the company's heightened commitment to electric vehicles. And it even went to the trouble of issuing a detailed press release with a new logo and well-articulated quotes explaining its reasoning and timing. And major news outlets such as USA Today, the Associated Press, CNBC, Reuters, The Washington Post reported on that uh, before publishing several spoke with Volkswagen to confirm that it was not a joke. And they were assured that it was a genuine change. And the joke, of course, was not as dissimilar to the one where I hopped uh, said it was going to change its name to IHOB or the International House of Burgers. Um, but experts on brand marketing and business ethics said that they shouldn't be judged the same, you know, with that joke. But there was a lot of backlash. Uh, and a lot of people said that that was a risky strategy. And I do know that uh, now <laughs> they could be in trouble for that. So what began as a joke, uh, the SEC, uh, a lot of people are saying, because uh, with the fake news release, uh, stocks had rose nearly 5%. And uh, investors had been responding positively to the news of them increasing their electric vehicle production. And now the SEC may be taking a look at that joke. So that could wind up costing Volkswagen. And they're probably going to wish they had kept it at Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, right. Not all people fools jokes are the same. So. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. that's not good. <laughs> uh, but going to the Almanac, so that you all know, today, like I said, is Good Friday. It is also the start of April, so a lot of things going on this month. National Ferret Day is today. <laughs> I knew a person that owned I a ferret. I always wanted a ferret. No. <laughs> it, 
if that's the case, you might as well just go get a rat. Um, it's also uh, World Autism Awareness Day, uh, Reconciliation Day, and it is Peanut Butter and Jelly Day, National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. Peanut Butter Jelly Time, Peanut Butter Jelly Time. Yeah. And shockingly, I don't <laughs> and have a stop for well, you got to stop because you don't want to get co- copyright infringement. <laughs> uh, but I was going to say, now, are you, I think I know, I think we talked about this before. You are a strawberry jelly person, right? I, I like all jellies, but strawberry jelly is my favorite of the jellies. I have yet hmm. to have a jelly that I have not, that I have turned away from. Apricot's hmm. low on the list, though. I was gonna say apricot. <laughs> I was gonna say apricot, but uh, okay, it's low on the list. Yeah, that's low on the list. But there's also jellies and jams, so um, or preserved. So, do you, which one are you? Are you a jam, a jelly, a jam, or a preserved kind of person? I would have to say jelly. Because preserves, it's when it gets its preserves, it's too many strawberries. Uh, when you go into that jar, and then um, yeah, I'm more yeah, more of a jelly. <laughs> okay. I have, think, I have to think about that, but I think I'm more a jam of a jelly. Kind of I, mean, I like it to be a little bit thicker. I do like to have some texture to it. So I'm a I'm a jam. <laughs> Girl, and there's certain ones said. that like I like orange preserve. <laughs> yes. Don't start. Don't start. I'm the dirty one in this in this relationship. Don't be going there. Everything stops you, Jeremy. But yes, yeah, so, no, I did not. You know, because here's the thing. It, to me, when we used to buy it, I think it was like because it used to be preserves. I hate it. Like just the bulkiness of all that stuff in there. And we just bought jelly, so I never really we never really bought jam like that. So, I mean, if I tried jam more, I guess I probably would be. Um, and then there was a controversy as to how one makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because some people put the jelly on the same side as the peanut butter, and then put the other side of the sandwich down. I don't do that. I put. Jelly on one side, peanut butter on one side, slap it together, let's go. Or do you okay. make yours a different <laughs> Do you make I, yours a different I, I do the same way. No, I do I do that the same way. I was waiting for you to say, and then, you know, jelly always has to be on top. Um, but not I, necessarily, because it could be the peanut butter. always got to be on top. <laughs> um, sometimes you need the butter. Um, <laughs> I, I jelly or jam one slice of bread and I peanut butter the other slice of bread and then, yes, I slam them together. Normally, because peanut butter tends to be a little bit more grabby because, you know, it's perverted, um, I tend to put mm-hmm. the peanut butter on top because when, when you flip the bread over, jelly or jam could possibly slide off and or cause mess. So... After many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches over the years, that is the method that I use. I don't. I the whoever the um, the sick and twisted individuals that put the jelly on top of the peanut butter and then put bread on top of that. I just they're they're wizards. 
if they can do that without messing up the, <laughs> the sandwich. Because there's no way they get enough of everything on that sandwich. It's wizards. <laughs> That's what I so, so, so when it comes to jelly, we are ready for that jelly. Yeah. <laughs> Tell Beyonce we were. Um, we were ready for the jelly. jelly. Yes, it's National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. Tomorrow uh, is World Party Day. Uh, it is also Chocolate Moose Day. Find a Rainbow Day, Tweed Day, National Tweed Day. Uh, do you it is have also, tweed? No, I do not have tweed. <laughs> it is also uh, National Love Our Children Day. It is National Handmade Day. Uh, also National Play Outside Day. And I think that's the day that Nickelodeon, I think, uh, usually, I think they don't do any programming for a few hours. Uh, to make sure that you go outside and actually play and get some fresh air. Uh, it mm-hmm. is also the anniversary uh, of the day that Apple released their first-generation iPad, uh, I believe. And then also it is National Film Score Day, uh, which is tomorrow. And then on Sunday, Easter, uh, which is National Vitamin C Day. National School Librarian Day. It is Hug a News Person Day. It is National Chicken Cordon Blue Day. <laughs> National uh, Geologist Day. Uh, also on that day, it is Jeep 4x4 Day, Walk Around Things Day, and Education and Sharing Day. So, a lot of stuff going on. I, I, when I was compiling this list today, it's like I think this is the first time we've had more than, like, five things for, like, each day. Oh, and by mm-hmm. the way, I know I would be remiss by telling you that uh, we we won't be on in the days in which these things happen, but on the 5th, it is Deep Dish Pizza Day uh, and Rio mm-hmm. Roadmap Day. <laughs> and then National Beer Day is on the 7th of April. The day before that, it's called New Beer's Eve. So National Beer Day is the big thing. But as we uh, go into the month of April, uh, the first week here is National Public Health Week, National Window Safety Week. Uh, And then also in April, we look at – this is a weird thing. It's National Alcohol Awareness Month, which is why I have Beer Day in that, but that's another thing. Um, It is National Canine Fitness Month. Uh, Distracted Driving Awareness Month, National Child Abuse Awareness Month, Cannabis Awareness Month, because, of course, 420 is coming up for those of you who celebrate that. Uh, It is Month of the Military Child, Keep America Beautiful Month, Lawn and Garden Month, and also uh, Garden Month, Humor Month, Jazz Appreciation. I think I saw someone uh, mention that online. Straw Hat Month, (laughs) Poetry Month, Pecan Month, And it is uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month, Stress Awareness, and, yeah, uh, Soy Foods Month also. So April brings a lot of things to it. Uh, So, no, enjoy those. I'm pretty sure you'll be hearing more about those. But Deep Dish Pizza, I'm going to tell you all from Chicago, Deep Dish is something that you like to 
associate with Chicago, and while we have a lot of great places for deep dish, you would be surprised at knowing that the favorite or the preferred is cabin style. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Which, if you talk to anybody from Chicago, oh, you only use deep dish. No. Mm-mm. Tavern style. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Many a night I have I have noshed on a tavern style pizza. Usually in the tavern <laughs> because I needed to sober up before I could go home. Days before <laughs> Uber. Um <laughs> So, yeah, no, tavern-style pizza, man. And here's the thing. At least out here, if you said tavern-style pizza, they have no idea what you meant. Mm. Yeah. I, think I miss my squares. Yeah. You know, and tonight's one of those nights. I also just want to kind of give a preview here of some of the things that's coming up on the show tonight. Uh, the finals of our Tournament of Pain is tonight. We'll do what's trending on Twitter. We're going to do some stories that we didn't get a chance to do last week. We'll follow up with that. A special retro moment tonight. Um, One that's a little bit more extended. Uh, Just in time for something that is occurring right now. And I did look this up. And I will let you know, before anybody has a complaint about this, is that this is in the public domain. So I can play the entire thing, and no one can have an issue with it. So, <laughs> not that I would really care, because we've played it on this show before, but I'm going to play it again this point of time. Um, and, yeah, so those things are still ahead tonight. I wanted to start, because here's the thing. This is a show that's very hard to prep for, because we have different stories that happen, um, probably right before the air or probably right as or the day of we have stories that you know pretty much package stories that we're already going to talk about but there was one that kind of interesting interested me here because yesterday and i didn't talk with this about mary ahead of time and it, it interested me because uh if you are familiar with danielle Brigoli, uh whether you know her by that name or whether you know her as bad baby or whether you know her as you know her when you first met her as the Catch Me Outside girl. Um, This is an interesting thing because she turned 18 um, last week, I believe. And so her big announcement here within the last few days is she said that she pretty much has done it all. And now she's going on and trying new things. And one of those is she started an OnlyFans. Now, as far as uh, it is concerned, she has not posed nude on the OnlyFans. It's pretty much just like in bikinis or in lingerie. And I don't know what else is on there. Um, But here's the thing. She started it on Thursday, and it only took six hours, and she made a million dollars in subscriptions 
Um, 750 on subscriptions, 5,000 on tips, and more than a quarter million on direct message tips. And they confirmed to TMZ that those numbers are real. Not an April Fool's joke. Uh, her subscription price is twenty three ninety nine a month. As you recall, Bella Thorne previously set the OnlyFans record last year by earning a million in 24 hours. Bad Baby did this in six. But the thing that is, uh, and one of the things is before she launched it on Thursday, which is just yesterday, uh, she shared a couple of posts to her Instagram teasing it and pretty much saying, from now on, I'm going to do whatever the F I want. Um, no word on how far it's going to go or what else is going to be seen on there. But this brought a lot of people out of the woodwork. <laughs> and a lot of people who are saying, shame on you if you bought it because she just turned 18, which means, quote, you were probably looking at her when she was about 16 or 17. My thing is, is that Is it sour grapes from people who are still hating her? Or is there some truth to that that a lot of people, quote, should be ashamed for buying an OnlyFans of an 18-year-old who is legal? I'll have you know. So this isn't like mm-hmm. she's a 16-year-old trying to start one. She is 18. But here's the thing. We've been following people since they were young. We followed, you know, a young Paris Hilton. We followed a young Kim Kardashian back in the day. We followed, you know, uh, Ariel Winter. We followed other people before they turned 18. And no one said anything really about I mean, of course, they didn't do an OnlyFans. But, you know, there have been models who started, you know, a couple of years early and then did something provocative at 18. Um, and no one really had as much, I guess, I wouldn't say hate, but just like, a spirited opinion about people who are buying this OnlyFans and saying, it's an 18-year-old. But I'm like, but at 18, you are deemed legal to do what you want. You know, I'm not going to hate. You know, if people want to go and buy it at $23.99 for an 18-year-old, then that's you. This isn't like she's 13 years old and trying to do an OnlyFans or trying to, like, sell provocative photos. She's now 18, so she's an adult. And you know, the eyes of the law. So I I don't know how to really feel about that because I was like, you know, at that point, it is what it is, question mark? (laughs) Yes, question mark? I I mean, I guess I understand. I understand where you're going with the whole, like, you were looking at her before you were 18, before she was 18. Here's the thing. People do that. I mean, people do that. People do that all the time. They, mm-hmm. they, they. And I'm not. I'm not making. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it's that it should happen. What I'm saying is, as long as it's that weird it's gray like she, area, like I don't. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, it's a very weird area. It's like you. You want to say, well. Yeah, but, I mean, she's now 18, and now she is posting these things to OnlyFans. If it was any other 18-year-old, because I'm pretty sure there's other 18 
year-olds on OnlyFans. She's not the only one. Are you going to hate on me like you're hating on her, or are you hating on her because you just don't like her overall? Because or are you hating on her because she's making a million dollars in the made first a million dollars, dollars and, and these people actually yeah these people actually pay for it within six hours because it seemed like there was a lot of just haters out there from seeing this stuff on social media because like oh, oh y'all going to pay for this stuff and I'm out here struggling and then when I saw that I was like well that now just ruined your argument. Because you're talking about your struggle, but you're talking about something that she has now decided to do because she's turned 18. That's her choice if she wants to do that. And it's not right. like she's, she did this at the age of 15 or 16. So, you know, it's not like she was out here putting stuff you know, or selling stuff on another page a few years ago. She did this when she turned 18, and because she was smart enough to charge twenty three ninety nine, she didn't put a gun to people's head and said, hey, you had to buy this. There are people who were like, hey, I now see her in a whole new way. She's 18. She's, like, doing this stuff on OnlyFans because she really wasn't even posting pictures like this before ever, not until this page. So, you know, because she was always in some, like, a baggy clothes, something else going on, her rapper persona. And now that she's done this, it's kind of like, well... Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where I couldn't even really hate too much anymore on Bella Thorne. What Bella Thorne did was almost kind of ruin it for a lot of hard-working people. I'm not faulting Bella for what she did. If people want to go and pay $30 well, I, for the only thing that Bella did wrong, or the only thing that I think that Bella did wrong was the fact that she said that she would do it, or like, right. hey, I'm on OnlyFans, this is what I'm going to do, and if you send me money then or subscribe or what have you, then you'll be able to do, you know, what OnlyFans does. And she promised something that she wasn't going to deliver on. That's the thing that Precise. I don't like. Like, she wants to post, post nude and people pay for it, then go for it. They're hey, all over 18. Thorn, Fine. Well, I was going to say, if you want to see a Thorn naked, just go see Kylie Thorne. I mean, it, it pretty much is, you know, at that point, she does a lot more provocative stuff than Bella Thorne does. So, and even then, Bella's done some things recently um, that you don't even have to have an OnlyFans to <laughs> see. So, right. you know, but I was like, at this point, I guess it's kind of one of those things where it's not one of those things where it's it's not – I mean, you know what you're probably going to expect. And that's the thing with going on a site like OnlyFans. You're going to go on there. You're going to pay, you know, whatever to whoever, and you're going to pay for what you're going to get. And if there's a million people lined up going to Bella Thorne's site uh, – not Bella Thorne's site, but to uh, uh, Bad Baby site – then that's them. You know, as of last week, she's now 18. So it's, you know, like I said, it's not like she's underage trying to hawk a page. She's now 18. She's charging these rates. There is a product to be sold, and there are people who are buying it. And I think that if any one of us had something, whether it was good or bad, that we knew that we could make a lot of money off of, we would probably do it. No questions asked. You got kids point, making millions of dollars off of YouTube that are under 18. Right. right. So, I was like, you can't really, it, it, they always say, hate the player, not the game. At this point, I can't because she's of age doing her own thing, and people are trying to turn it into something like, oh, you're probably lusting after after those. If they were, then that's on them. 
But as long as it stayed eight, in their brain and they didn't do anything yeah, as wrong, long as it stayed in their brain, I don't care. They didn't, do, they didn't do anything wrong. Now she's 18. So this is where we're at, especially with, on an OnlyFans society where there's a lot of people who are posting in here. You can't hate on what just happened. And she did it. I, I give her I give her applause because I was like, you know what the people wanted. And if it's one thing with a lot of celebs, people want to see an OnlyFans. Some people have uh, teased it for the longest time. I know the former wrestler Paige, she, she did something a few years ago where she kind of like had people – no, a few months ago, she had people rolling because they thought that she was going to finally do one. And then it like went to a site for like uh, puppies or something like that. <laughs> but, you know, there's people who always clamor with these celebrities to want to see more of them now in an OnlyFans environment. Like, hey, when are you going to do this? And they went and did it. So, you know, I, another person that did it who I absolutely adore is Yes Jules, who went and took a lot of stuff over to OnlyFans. And I miss it because she used to do a lot of stuff over on Instagram, Snapchat, and be a lot more interactive with people, which she still does from time to time, but a good bulk of her stuff now, exercise stuff, tips, uh, one-on-one stuff, she does it all, all over there. And I think she charges like 29 a month. Am I going to pay for it? I love Yes, Jules, but I'm not paying 29 a month. <laughs> I don't have 29 a month to pay for that. You know, I'll see you over on Instagram. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you can't fault what she's doing at her age, so... I guess at that point, it's kind of null and void now. I mean, like I said, it's not like she's 16 or 17 trying to do this, but she is 18. So, Right. Uh, with that, and it comes back to if you're lusting after somebody underage, as long as you aren't, yeah. one, acting on it, two, doing something that would cause somebody else to act upon it, and three, you're keeping right. it to yourself, don't care. Don't care. Thank you. I don't care. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do, do I, do I uh, you know, let's just pull it out. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell, right, let me tell you, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. That's what you, Stephen A. on that one. We don't care. <laughs> so, with that being said, um, coming up now, retro moment of the week. Um, so, here's the deal. Should I tell you what the retro moment of the week is going to be? Or just surprise Have you? Have you ever? That's not you. <laughs> Don't, ruin um, Don't ruin a good thing. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'll, I'll put it to no secret uh, that I am a fan of old-time radio. This week or yesterday, opening day in baseball. So, of course, with opening day in baseball, always comes a record that is one of the only records in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Half of you already know what I'm talking about. So, I will play the entire thing. I looked it up, and even then I would have played it, even if it wasn't copyright protected. But back in 2016, a court said, hey, it's in the public domain. So, for your listening enjoyment tonight for opening day is tonight's retro moment. When it's done, we'll be back on the other side with a live look at what's trending. We'll have our finals of the Tournament of Pain, and we'll talk about a couple of other stories. But first, you're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh-huh. 
Well, Costello, I'm going to New York with you. You know, Bucky Harris, the Yanks manager, gave me a job as coach for as long as you're on the team. Look, Habit, if you're the coach, you must know all the players. I certainly do. Well, you know, I, mean, I never met the guys, so you'll have to tell me their names, and then I'll know who's playing on the team. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you their names, but you know, strange it may seem, they give these ball players nowadays very peculiar names. You mean funny names? Strange names, pet names, like Dizzy Dean and... His brother Daffy. Daffy Dean. I'm their French cousin. French? Gouffet. Gouffet Dean, oh, I see. <laughs> well, let's see, we have on the bags, we have who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find I out. I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Are you the manager? Yes. You're going to be the coach, too? Yes. And you know the fellow's name? Oh, I should. Well, then who's on first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name. Who? The guy on first. Who? The first baseman. Who? The guy playing first. Who is on first? I'm asking you who's on first. That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. Well, go ahead and tell me. That's it. That's who? Yes. (laughs) Look, you got a first baseman? Certainly. Who's playing first? That's right. When you pay off the first baseman every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. (laughs) All I'm trying to find out is the fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy that gets the money. That's it. Who gets the money on first base? He does. Every dollar. Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Who's what? Yes. What's wrong with that? Look, all I want to know is when you sign up the first baseman, how does he sign his name to the Who? contract? The guy. Who? How does he sign his name? That's baseman? how he signs it. Who? Yes. <laughs> all I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, don't change the players. I'm not changing nobody. Take it easy, buddy. I'm only asking you who's the guy on first base? That's right. Okay. All right. <laughs> No, so what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on who's second. Who's on first? I don't know. Oh, he's on third. We're not talking about him. Now, <laughs> how did I get on third base? Why, you mentioned his name. If I mentioned a third baseman's name, who did I say is playing third? No, who's playing first? What's on first? What's on second? I don't know. He's on third. There I go, back on third again. Now, who's playing third base? Why do you insist on putting who on third base? What am I putting on third? Uh, what is on second? You don't want who on second? Who is on first? I don't know. Third I base? Outfield? Sure. The left fielder's name. Why? I just thought I'd ask. Well, I just thought I'd tell you. Now tell me who's playing left field. Who's playing first? I'm not. Stay out of the infield. <laughs> I want to know what's the guy's name in left field. No, what is on second? I'm not asking you who's on who's second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. <laughs> and the left fielder's name? Why? Because. Oh, he's center field. Me, me, me. Look, look, look. You got a pitcher on a team? Sure. The pitcher's name? Tomorrow. You don't want to tell me today? I'm telling you, then man. Go ahead. Tomorrow. What time? What time what? What time tomorrow? You're going to tell me who's pitching. Now, listen. Who is not pitching? I'll who break is... your arm, you say. Who's on first? <laughs> I want to know what's the pitcher's name. What's on second? I don't know. Third base. Got a catcher? Certainly. The catcher's name. Today. Today. And tomorrow's pitcher. Now you've got it. All we got is a couple of days on the team. <laughs> I get behind the plate, do some fancy catching. Tomorrow's pitching on my team, and the heavy hitter gets up. Yes. Now, the heavy hitter bunched the ball. When he bunched the ball, me being a good catcher, I'm going to throw the guy out of first base, so I pick up the ball and throw it to who? Now, that's the first thing you've said right. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, that's all you have to do. Is to throw the ball at first base. Yes. Now, who's got it? Naturally. <laughs> Look, if I throw the ball at first base, somebody's got to get it. Now, who has it? Naturally. Who? Naturally. Naturally? Naturally. So I pick up the ball and I throw it to Natural. No, you don't. You throw the ball in a hole. Naturally. That's different. That's what I said. You're not saying that. I throw the ball in Natural. You throw it to who? Naturally. That's it. That's what I said. That's it. You asked me. I throw the ball to who? Naturally. Now you ask me. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. That's Same it. Same as you. Don't change them away. Same as you. I throw the ball to who? Whoever it is drops the ball and the guy runs a second. Yes. Who picks up the ball and throws it to what? 
What throws it? I don't know. I don't know. Throws it back to tomorrow. Triple play. Yes, Another guy gets up and it's a long fly ball to be caught. Yes. Why? I don't know. He's on third and I don't give a darn. Well, what? I said I don't give a darn. Oh, that's our shortstop. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Probably still confused. <laughs> Welcome back. To I love that shit. I love that shit. Along with Mary here. Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, in 1956, a gold record of who's on first was placed in the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Uh, in 2005, the line "Who's on first was included in the AFI's list of 100 memorable movie quotations. An early radio recording of it was placed in the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry in 2003. And one other good point to this is that the name of the shortstop is not given until the very end of the routine, and the right fielder is never identified. <laughs> Who was first base? What was second? I don't know. Third? Left was why? Center field because? Tomorrow was the pitcher? Today was the catcher? And the shortstop? I don't give a darn or I don't care in some other uh, instances, but who's on first? <laughs> Putting that there for opening day, which is our special retro moment of the week. I didn't say retro moment of the week had to be a commercial. didn't say a retro moment of the week had to be a PSA. That's just our retro moment of the week. So, yeah. Didn't, wasn't the right fielder supposed to be Lou? Uh, it was never really identified. So it's, it's, it just says the right fielder was never identified. It probably was supposed to be Lou, but uh, yeah. But he was asking about he said he would, be, uh, he would be a manager, yeah, because the other guy was saying he'd be the manager of the team as long as Lou was Yeah, playing. what happened? Yeah, yeah, what happened? So, yeah, so now that's who's done first, which uh, I always enjoy, and I think that uh, every opening day, if we can, we'll play it here. So, Next year at this time, uh, you can tune in. We'll play it again. But it's one of my favorite radio bits. And uh, absolutely love it. Because you can see, like, just like the, <laughs> the desperation. The frustration, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just going on. Because poor Lou has no idea. And that probably is their best known skit. They also had another one, was uh, a Hertz skit, a Hertz car, which goes on forever. But uh, I think they had a U-Drive, which was a popular company back in the day, too. But, yeah, poorly. Who's <laughs> on first? Um, so, uh, really quick, wanted to take a look here at things that were trending this evening. Um, one of which is um, the Golden State Warriors, who – lost big time this evening. They lost the game to the Toronto Raptors. Final score, 130-76. to 
seven. Um, yeah, I don't think they ever got beaten that bad. Uh, and Stanford is uh, trending. Yay, because I was cheering for Stanford here. But Stanford secured a spot in the NCAA Women's Tournament Final after beating South Carolina 66-65. to uh, Also, uh, Team Sapnap is trending because fans Yay! of content – Fans of content creator Sapnat root for him to win the Team Rocket First Edition Pokemon Booster Box during Carl Jacobs' stream. Uh, So he is trending right now. Um, I I put that in there because I knew you would like that. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the first and only time that uh, that will probably... uh, Ever be uttered by you, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and let's see what else is trending here. Uh, of course, uh, we talk about, uh, well, before I kind of get to the other uh, story here, but one of the news stories that was trending this evening, still kind of developing, uh, but of course our thoughts and prayers are with the one uh, Capitol Police officer who was killed after a car rammed a barricade at the U.S. Capitol today. Um the uh, person who uh, was in the car has been identified. We're not, for the sake of anything, are going to even mention that person's name. Um, things are still kind of developing out of that, but horrible story out of D.C. again. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, also trending is Happy Easter as people are getting ready for Easter Sunday. And then uh, there is a uh, candy bracket, I guess, that is trending. Uh, FanDuel put out their own uh, with candy, 16 candies. Uh, I will tell you that uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups is trending because they were the one seed. Uh, They are going against Whoppers. Uh, Twizzlers as the eighth seed is going against Snickers. Uh, Swedish Fish against Junior Mints, Kit Kat versus Jolly Ranchers, M&M's versus Gummy Bears, Twix versus Milky Way, Skittles versus Sour Patch Kids, and Starburst versus Nerds. That gets pretty tough. I don't know if I mm-hmm. could. That's easy. So who's your clear cut one? No, I didn't. I didn't say easy. No. Uh-uh. I said uh-huh. Oh. No, uh, there, there was a couple of them that were like, oh, okay, I can see, like, that one for me would be an easy choice. But then there's a couple of them that was like, ooh, but I like both of those. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people so, who are doing their markets right now who are having a really tough time with trying to uh, right? We try to get that together. So, yeah, but uh, those are a few of the things trending tonight. Uh, if you are looking online. Um, so definitely, of course, while you're online, that also brings me to the fact that we now have our official web page up, and we invite you to go and check out www.newscommentblog.com, which is up and running, and we will post the links to the latest shows as well as retro shows, and if you go on there now, uh, the link for, of course, last week's show is there, but also new in the retro moment is a show from a uh, page one from 
April 3rd of last year. If you ask me what we talked about during that show, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I know I COVID don't was one of the. I remember what we talked top... about last night. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. I'm like, I have no idea. Sometimes you can come back and ask me, is there something that you talked about last week? I might slightly remember only because of things that I might run across that we did. But yeah, one year ago, I have no idea. And I didn't even take a look at what I wrote in the, uh, the boxes there. Cause in my mind, we do these shows and they're, you know, I remember bits and pieces and they're like in the proverbial, like back of my head, uh, even with interview shows, there's bits and pieces that I will recall unless I go back and her like, Oh yeah, we did talk about that. You know, once you've done mm-hmm. this bit of shows, yeah, we're not going to remember <laughs> at all. So, um, but we did have a couple of stories from last week that were left on the, as we call the cutting room floor, the proverbial cutting room floor. <laughs> One of them was a story out of the New York Post. Men say that sex is better during the COVID-19 pandemic. Women beg to differ. <laughs> uh, so guys in relationships are singing the pandemic's praises claiming the year-long lockdown enhanced their sex lives per a new eHarmony study ladies on the other hand don't fill that knocking the boots with their boo during COVID made the sex any better the digital darling site uh, digital dating site happiness index love and relationships in America survey of 2,000 people found that 50% of men gave the pandemic a great big thumbs up for improving their horizontal tango time with their partner. However, 71% of women reported that bumping and grinding during the global health crisis did nothing to boost their overall sex life satisfaction. The eHarmony report also found that 45% of men said that they were having sex more frequently compared to 29% of women. So I don't know where that other or why there's a big discrepancy and where those other, uh, 16% 16% of men are having their sex at. Uh, but having sex doesn't <laughs> sex life is healthy necessarily. But for men, perhaps their idea of having an improved sex life is improved. This, according to a relationship therapist, uh, as she explained, for women, they may have a different concept of the sexual experience. So certainly more frequent sex for men could be seen as a positive thing for the relationship. The juicy up and downs of getting one's freak on while the world was crumbling aside, a whopping 71% of study participants said that they were glad to have a romantic partner during the pandemic. A surprising 58% of people reported their relationship grew stronger in the wake of the virus. Uh, Although vaccines are becoming more readily available to the masses, allowing more people to safely enjoy non-mattress-related recreational activities with others, the newfound shot-induced freedom shouldn't come as a threat to couples, according to the study. And I don't know, you know, here's the thing, and that was an interesting sentence in there for me, that guys think that the quantity and women think the quantity is not that it is, I'm guessing, quality. So you could could have sex 10 times a week. But if only one out of those 10 times was good, and a guy's going to say, hey, we had sex 10 times this week and think that everything's okay, 
And women who have probably had sex 10 times are probably not satisfied, if that's what I'm grabbing from this study. That's what I grabbed from the study. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I thought about the study. Um, And I agree uh, wholeheartedly um, with the difference between what men and women think about sex. Because it's come to my attention from friends, and I I, I do talk with, with everyone about whatever. I'm not shy or abashed or and I will take a back seat when discussing all of it. Um, but I've been told by certain people that they're, they have been, they have been told that they are more like a guy when it comes to sex because it's get mine, be done 10 times a week kind of thing. Whereas hmm. most women in that gentleman's life prior to that was all about, I need, you know, this, 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 and this to happen, and it has to have all of these things, and even if it is only once a month, if it has all of these things, it's going to be amazing, and you're, you know, A-plus lover. Um, so it really is, like, that's that's the perception. Now, obviously, people are all different, and there are men that think that way as well as women that think the other direction, which is, you know, yes, please, anytime I can get it. It really just depends on each couple, each pairing, and and how that person is. But, yeah, I would say just from, and I'm going to draw from my experience, and I'm going to draw from with talking with my adult friends, that mm-hmm. men tend to be put the qual- quantity of intimate relationships, relations, higher up on the scale than the quality of each relation. Like it doesn't matter if it's quick and dirty. It doesn't even matter if you get all the way to climax as long as it happens versus where, again, women tend to want all the flowers and hearts and roses and, and seeing stars and, yeah, being basically – so I, guess that, so I guess that leads to my question now. Why is there such a huge discord between what constitutes a good sex relationship? Because to me, that spells a lot of trouble if one party thinks that it's about the quantity and one says that it's the quality, but you're still doing it, and no one is telling the other, hey, that 10 times really didn't mean that much. It was the one time where you did this, this, and that. Because I would think that if that were the case, and if guys knew that, or if women knew that this is what guys were thinking, perhaps if somebody said, slow down, it's not necessarily what you think it is, it's this, that it could meet at some middle-of-the-road thing, and perhaps those three or four times that week instead of ten mean is more meaningful to both parties than to one party over the other. And that is why we have a 50% divorce rate in the United States. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but it, I mean, really, communication between between partners is, is tantamount to a lot. I mean, if you think about it, when people end up uh, just getting divorced, it's one of three reasons. He cheated on me. Well, I'm saying he and because I'm a woman. Okay, so it's not, it's they cheated on me, 
they they um, have a different view about money. Like they spent all the money, or they're they're gambling away all the money, or there's another problem with money, or they beat me mm-hmm. emotionally. The abuse is emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever whatever the case may be. But there's it's either abuse, infidelity, or financial. Those are the big three reasons people get divorced, and all three of those things can usually be either not resolved necessarily, but all three of those things can absolutely be improved. If there was communication, it comes back down to communication. If the man and the woman was man, and the man, if the two partners, if the two partners in a relationship cannot speak to each other about whatever it is in their relationship, if they cannot communicate in such a way that it comes out with a, where both parties feel that they've been heard, that they're fulfilled, that they're going to be listened to, that they are safe, then they're not going to end up having a successful relationship. I 100% wholeheartedly believe that. And if you can't have that, then, yeah, you're going to have, a, you know, a couple where one guy's like, oh, she was into it this week. We had it like, you know, eight times. I'm like, I had to tell her to slow down. And she's talking to her friends going, oh, my God, I wish she would just shut the stupid thing off because it's like she wanted it all the time. And I was just trying to get off. You know, and, and it could be the same couple. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I think it's, it, it breaks down to that communication. I really do, and I really do believe that it's, it is that compromise, it is that communication, and I think that's why it, some couples know that and already, like, hey, this week, I know you like it having, like having it a lot of times. You like quantity over quality, and we're going to give in to you this week. And maybe it works. Maybe they communicate, and that's what it comes up then. Bravo <laughs> if they do. Bravo if they mm-hmm. come up with that kind of compromise. It's like we got ourselves a ladies' man. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out, though, in all of this, is to, well, I guess, the greater responsibility, because... At the end of the day, if one party, and I'm going to be careful with how I ask this question, because if one party is, quote, satisfied and thinks that everything's all hunky-dory and the other doesn't, isn't it up to the party that's not happy, which the majority of the time is probably going to be the woman? Um Shouldn't she kind of tell her guy this? Because I think if a guy hears that, at least a good portion of them are going to try to do better so that they're not out here comparing, you know, uh, their sex lives with their buddies. Because one says, oh, yeah, I had to do it 10 times this week. And if the other one says, three, but my partner was really satisfied, Stops the conversation. Because <laughs> the other guy who did a tennis is not going to know if his partner was satisfied. So wouldn't that fall upon? And I think you kind of. Satisfied? I think you kind of answered. I think you kind of answered your own question. It's both. It's 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 the person who is not satisfied. It's their responsibility to say why they're not satisfied. 
It's the person who thinks they are satisfied to check in with their partner. Again, it comes back, and I'm not going to blame one side or the other on this one, and I'm going to be as generic as I can be. The person who thinks they are satisfying their partner should always check in, and the person who is not should be vocal about what's not satisfying. Now, it may not be that they're not completely like, hey, like you're doing great, but I really don't need this much. It could be something as simple as that. It could be I am satisfied when we are, but I am not satisfied because we are doing this too often and it's becoming stale and I'm bored with it. It could be you're not doing this right or you're not doing that right. It could be they're nervous and they just don't know how to say, I really don't like it when you do this. Hmm. Because, I, you know, that is an intimate act. This is somebody that's basically, expo- and, like, and, and, and not figuratively, actually exposing their entire self to you. Even right. if it doesn't mean a thing right now, that, that, that you're, I'm, I'm only assuming it's a, a couple that's been around for a while, that it's been together for a while. So that means that they have committed and said that they're safe in this spot with you and they're exposing their entire self to you. And it's hard if you're that person going, I, I, I don't like the noise you make when you do this. You know, and they may be nervous about it, but if they're check if the other partner is checking in, then maybe that'll open up that line. So yes. Yes and yes. I agree with you and I disagree with you. So there you go. Way to keep my <laughs> on the middle line. How's that? How's that? My freak lives. You'll do. But there's also another interesting story out. That a new study found that times are changing and it has nothing to do with the coronavirus pandemic. Researchers from Rutgers University say that fewer young adults are having casual sex. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is driving this more reserved behavior? Less drinking and more video games. Study authors add that casual bedroom romps are noticeably down among both men and women. Another major societal change that's contributing to this dry spell is the fact that more people are living at home. Well, of course, that'll stop that. From 2007 to 2017, researchers find that the amount of men between 18 to 23 uh, having casual sex during a given month dropped from 38 to 24%. For young women, that number dropped from 31 to 22%. The biggest factor driving the decline in sex for both genders appears to be a decrease in alcohol consumption. I, I'm almost wondering if this is a good thing. This is especially true among young men. The study finds less drinking accounts for one-third of the drop in sexual activity over these 10 years. At the same time, the rise in young men playing video games <laughs> explains 25% of the change in behavior. Uh, the team adds that more young men living with their parents accounts for just over 10% of the drop in casual sex. Simply put, researchers say that young adults are staying as kids for longer periods of their lives. Um, for young ladies, the study finds that drinking is responsible for about 25% of their declining sexual escapades. Strangely, though, researchers note that less alcohol is the only significant factor contributing to less sex for women. College-age women are using the Internet more, 
However, their increased gaming is not having the same impact in their sex lives that it does for men. And even the odds of lucky getting their casual sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol. Yeah, study authors found that the odds of young men living with their parents having casual sex are only 63% as good as guys who live on their own. If you're a gamer, the news is even worse. Men, uh, you play video games daily, cut their odds for sex in half in comparison to men who don't game. Uh, it also appears that alcohol's reputation of leading to sex will remain intact. Researchers say the odds of young men who drink daily having casual sex are nearly 5.5 times greater than men who don't drink. That's very interesting that uh, drinking contributes a lot into that. Is it Is that, that a big bad surprise, though? No, it's not a big surprise, but to me it's kind of like, is it that bad that we have to have alcohol as a contributing factor <laughs> to get lucky? Or again, it goes that? back to that. Again, you're exposing your entire self to a person. Maybe you got to get the you know the liquid courage in there. Um, I don't know. Possibly. There's also hmm. the difference between. There's also you have to remember though with the uptick in people really paying attention to their sexuality um, with the, and I'm not saying that there's a, there's a noticeable rise, but the basically what I think is the rise in bisexuality, not necessarily that there's the admittance to being bisexual, pansexual, asexual, um, that probably plays a, a role in that as well. Just being able to admit that you're asexual and just, don't care to have sex, may drop that number, you know? So, yeah. Well, well uh, that is at least those stories. But the last thing that we want to hit to tonight before we do anything is our Tournament of Pain, which started a few weeks ago. We had 32 contenders. We are now down to the final two. If you were listening last week, we did our Elite Eight and our final four. And it came down to a paper cut and the knuckles, alcohol on a cut. Uh, we had opened up the voting. I think that Mary cheated and probably went online and voted herself. Um, no, not today. Paper cut and knuckles was the uh, final vote tally online. I guess I will ask you, since it is uh, <laughs> your favorite, uh, what did you choose? Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, by golly, what did you choose? And I'm guessing it is the paper cut and knuckles, correct? No, it was the alcohol on a cut. Oh. I, no? I was waiting for, like, the everything to drop. What? Uh, um, all those two... Yeah, I picked alcohol on a cut as the winner um, from Paper Cut, but it was very close. It was very hard for me not to choose the one that I fought hard to get into the final. Here's the thing. I'm going to agree with you on the alcohol on a cut because as a person who is bald partway part of the time, uh, I went out in, in the last week. I put alcohol on it, of course, to protect from there. That's pretty bad pain. And I think I'd rather the paper cut knuckle than to have the alcohol on the cut. <laughs> um, so 
yeah, I will go along and say alcohol in a cup for when I turn them into a pain. Um, so, yeah. But the I voting, think that how did that vote come through? You said the vote came through with the paper, paper cut, cut winning. The knuckle. Paper cut the knuckle was the winner online. Uh, but, of course, the major votes that matter is uh, <laughs> these votes here, which <laughs> alcohol win. Actually, there was an I interesting. I changed my uh, vote. It's paper cut. It's paper cut. Yeah, paper cut the knuckle. So, um, but you know the, the the interesting thing to this was that uh, the idea for this. I listened to a lot of radio, and there's a radio station here in Chicago that used to do a tournament of bad every year. And this is a fun thing to kind of do. And actually, one of them said they didn't think about it, but now they want to do something like a tournament of anxiety because they're like, we could fill up like 64 different things in there <laughs> with a tournament of anxiety, <laughs> which you probably could. Um, I had we're actually missing a few on the tournament of pain. Yes, we were. Uh, we missed quite a few. And I had even more ideas for tournaments. Because I said, we could do a tournament of pain, too. We could do a tournament of anxiety as well. We could even do a tournament of TV, which I think would uh, be even more interesting. Um, And maybe even a tournament of annoyance, things that annoy you. (laughs) It's a pretty easy 60-14 build. Right. (laughs) So we may do this again, not next week, but I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, Whenever you're able to do a tournament full of things, it could be quite a bit of fun. Uh, I was leaning more toward the tournament of TV because it was like everyone has like we could have like the drama bracket or the comedy bracket or the variety show bracket or the um, uh, cartoon bracket, something. It's something that sparks debate. Even then, we'll kind of do things that will spark debate here over the next few weeks and months of this show. Uh, I think I might even bring back our top five um, things that are uh, at least on our list, and then we'll see what's on your list out there. But, I kind of enjoyed the Tournament of Pain. I, I learned quite a bit, and from talking with most of you, a lot of you had said things that we had missed. <laughs> uh, cold sore mm. was one of the things, uh, which probably would have went far in this bracket. But Head head wound, like whacking your head against like a wall or a door frame or something like the back of your head, like you pick your head up and you hit it. That one was something that somebody told me. I'm like, ah, that would have been a good one. Like who hasn't stood up to Seth and hit their head on something? Oh, man. But, yeah, so no, we'll, we'll do that more. Um, so with that, that concludes that. Did you have any shout-outs? As, as you all know by now, this is the extended format of the show. Uh, apologies to those of you who – call there next week we'll we'll take calls uh but um did you have any shout outs this week uh to anyone uh this week no i i don't well mm, let me see let me think i'm thinking mm, no, <laughs> no i don't have anything this week no i don't have anything <laughs> this week i'm trying to I'm like trying to roll a deck through my brain whose birthday's when and 
and, you know, what's going on. But uh, happy Easter to everyone. Have a safe and, and wonderful holiday weekend if it is a holiday weekend for you, if you believe, if you don't believe, if you got Easter Bunny dreams or if you have the, you know, he died tonight and will rise on Sunday. I, I, I hope that you get, you know, you have a good weekend, period. Um, lots of love to those people that um, have rec- that need that. Um, somebody did contact me um, quietly about how they're nervous about um, relaying some news to a parent and, and wanted to have, you know, kind of that, that pep talk. So um, if you need that, there are people out there for you to do that. And if you can't find somebody there, I, I'm sure there are hotlines. And then also reach out to your friends that know you well. They'll be able to to, to pet you up. So have a good weekend to everyone. Much love, right. all of that. One quick preview ahead of next week. One thing I wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about tonight, COVID-19, uh, the vaccination cards. There's a lot of debate going on as to what people should be doing with these things, things that are happening within the cards that uh, – uh, a lot of things you'd be shocked to know. Uh, that's one of the things we'll talk about next week on uh, page one. Also, um, we will, as always, have our retro moment of the week. We will have a live look at what's trending. Um, I was really tempted to do a commentary tonight, <laughs> but I do want to say to all of you, I hope that you have a wonderful holiday weekend. We thank you, as always, for listening to us. Uh, of course, uh, now you can find us on our even newer home at www.newscommentblog.com. Thanks for going over there. If you have comments and suggestions, definitely add it uh, on the Twitter page at newscommentptr. Mary is over at Lou Eyes Mama, and uh, of course, also on Instagram as well. So, with that, another week is coming on. We've made it again. Um, hopefully we will continue to make it. Hope we continue to do the things uh, that get us to Friday because, of course, it's the most important day because we know we've reached the finish line of the week, and hopefully we'll enjoy the weekend. But please uh, have a safe weekend. Be kind to each other. Um, help those who need help if you can help them. And um, we thank you for listening because without you, um, and your support, they will be no us. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, here on page one. Good night.
listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.